Hello everyone and welcome to our podcast, The Only Woman at the Table. My name is Kimberly Martinez. And I am Caro Capitanachi and we're excited to have you here. This project started with the idea of having a place where we could express our ideas and concerns about women in an area where we are a minority. Especially STEM-related areas. We want to be heard. We want this to be a place where two friends with different backgrounds, career paths, and ideals come together and talk about topics that matters and wish someone would guide us early on our college and professional careers. We are really excited to share with you and our guests relevant conversations about women in engineering. Hi everyone, so in the spirit of Christmas, we decided that we're going to be having a giveaway um, soon, so stay tuned at the end of this episode to have more information on the rules for this giveaway. So on today's episode, we decided that we're going to be talking about assertiveness and we We think that this is a good follow-up from our previous episode since um, it was about personal branding because this is a skill that should be added to that. Yes, and let's start by uh, learning what assertiveness is. So first of all, assertiveness is a social skill that relies heavily on effective communication while simultaneously respecting the thoughts and wishes of others. People who are assertive clearly and respectfully communicate their needs, wants, and positions, and boundaries to others. There's no question where they stand, no matter where the topic is. Um, So me and Dulce work on creating a shorter version of the definition, and this is our definition. Assertiveness is a social skill that relies heavily on effectively communicating your thoughts, wants, needs, and values with ownership, conviction, while simultaneously respecting other people's perspective. Yeah, and some of the importance of being assertive includes that you start advocating for others and for yourself. You can express freely your wants and also start setting your boundaries. Um, part of advocating for yourself and others, um, that counts on speaking up and share what you really want and feel regarding a specific situation. Uh, let's start by um, by giving an example in in a school setup. Let's say that you are part of a, pro- a team and you have to submit a project and the team lead decided that he was gonna complete, he wanted to complete the project one week before it's actually due. And he asked each of the classmates to submit their work uh, before the deadline and you guys have more classes on this person and you're not able to keep up with the work so just speak up for yourself and say hey you know what I have a lot of things going on it's not the only project that I'm working on Um, you might be able to complete your task on time because you have less classes than I do but I think that's not a realistic goal for any of the other teammates so um I think that we can help we can help and support complete the project by the deadline, but not by the one that you provided. So that, that way you're speaking up for yourself and at the same time, uh, you're helping your teammates uh, get a little bit of more time to complete that project. That's, a, that's an example in a school setup. Also, like for in everyday life, one of the examples for... Um 
the importance of being assertive and advocating for others is that you can stand up against bullies. Um, I was watching a video on YouTube that a psychologist was like analyzing the movies from Harry Potter. And he was saying that um, if you notice, Harry Potter doesn't stand up for like his bullies, but whenever he sees that his friends are being bullied, he's like, he finds his voice, right? So um, it's one of the things that that being assertive, like it's it's a skill that you have to be um, practicing. Yeah, developing, practicing. So um, he didn't stand up for himself, but after standing up for, for others, he started like standing up for himself. He found his voice in that. Yeah. And lastly, one of the things that you can do to advocate for yourself can be related to work once you ask for a raise. Um, so for this one, let's let's give the example that you completed a really good project and uh, you presented to your manager, everyone is there and they congratulate you on that work. So in your next one-on-one, you advocate for yourself and you say, hey, uh, after completing this project that I put a lot of time and effort, uh, I um, I, dis- I think that I deserve this uh, raise. Um, I have been performing well. And you shared your wants and your needs at that moment with your manager. And that's a way of being assertive, of recognizing what you want, having some evidence of why you want it, and something that, some evidence that helps you uh, get what you want. Another thing that can help us is express, to be more assertive is express freely your wants. And to do that, first, you need to know what you want. As I was saying in the previous example, if you want to raise, why you uh, understand uh, what you want, how much do you want to be th- that raise to be. Understanding that and knowing why you want it. And, and then that once you have that well-defined, what you want and why you want it, you're going to be able to nego- negotiate accordingly to the power that you have in that specific situation. In this, in this scenario of asking for a raise, uh, the power you have is your, the way you perform in this project. So since you perform good, you have more power to push in that request. Um, but Dulce is going to tell us more about power. <laughs> yeah. So for the power, um, the amount of power that you have in certain situations is going to be depending on how much knowledge you have on that specific topic. Uh, the allies that you have, the position that you have, and also the evidence that you have uh, to prove that um, you have some type of power in that. Um, Like, for example, um, the power that you have with your knowledge, maybe, let's say, okay, so I, I know a lot about nanotechnology and I'm giving a presentation to different majors or maybe uh, some, some high school students that don't have a lot of um, a lot of information on that, and um, they start discussing something with me that uh, since I already have a lot of years knowing about that, um, I can discuss um, maybe refuse refute like their information. Maybe um, they're trying to yeah like refuse that information, and I can have like a discussion and. Based on my knowledge, I can tell them certain information. But um, let's say that now I'm in a different type of event and 
um, with a lot of people with PhDs in nanotechnology or something like that. So they have a lot of knowledge, like they have more knowledge than than I have. So I can't like just go and have a discussion with them and tell them like, I'm right and you're wrong and something like that because I don't have the amount of knowledge that they have. Maybe we can go into it like a discussion and try to, and I can try to understand uh, their point of view and asking questions Um, but they have more knowledge that I have. Sometimes power is associated with the allies you have. Let's go back to the example of uh, speaking up for the team, with the team leader. Um, your teammates are under the same situation as you, not able to complete the task on time because other work that they have. Then they become your allies uh, at the moment you speak up if this uh team leader comes back to you say no you have to do it because this and that then the other persons around you can stand up with you and say hey what whatever this person is saying is right we have other things going on and can support your ideas mm -hmm. and also the power can be associated granted to you yeah can be granted to you according to, to the position that you have in that specific moment. Let's say like you're in an organization, like a school organization, and it's not the same that a member tells you what to do than um, one of the officers, like for example, the president of the organization is telling you what to do. So there's different amount of powers there. And um, that's the difference between them and how it can be granted to you. Also, the amount of evidence that you have, like, for example, uh, I was talking about um, having a discussion with people that have more knowledge than you. Um, maybe you don't have the amount of years studying something, but your evidence can prove uh, something that you're trying to discuss, right? And you're showing them, hey, I have the evidence here that what you're saying, maybe it's not the right thing. Or, or like, for example, you want to do like a project or something like that and you they everybody is like with one idea but you're like hey maybe that that doesn't work because of this and you have the evidence like proof yes and lastly being assertive will help you set boundaries um, i think one of the hardest things that i have been working on this year is learn to say no um and being assertive uh helps you to set up those boundaries And I will share with you three ways of saying no assertively. The first one is no, I rather not, but provide an alternative. An example would be me and Dulce go out to eat and I'm vegetarian and she offers, offers me to try her steak. And I would say, mm, I'd rather not try it, but uh, can I try your potatoes or something else from your dish? Um, so you are saying no in a, in a good manner and everything is like in good conditions. The second way of saying no is no, but yes, if it's an emergency. So let's say someone is moving out and they are asking you to help out and you are really busy during that week and you really don't have the time to help out. You tell, you tell them, hey, I... I cannot help you out, but in case no one else can help you out and it's really an emergency, I can do it. Yeah, and another thing that you can add to that and like set the boundaries straight, it's uh, saying, I can't do it, 
but if it's an emergency and nobody can help you I can only help you like 20 minutes and that's it because you're really busy exactly and lastly is not under any circumstances it's like I I'm not gonna do it um let's say that I invite Dulce to go and do some skydiving and she's afraid of heights and I'm like hey let's do it you're gonna lose uh it's gonna help you with your fear blah 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 and I'm trying to convince her and she's like you know what not under any circumstances I'm fine I know that I'm scared of this but I don't want to um, face my fear so we're good I can go with you but I'm not gonna do it so those are three ways of being assertive and saying no to people yeah um it was it yesterday yesterday we were listening to a podcast That was really, really interesting about setting boundaries and how um, at the beginning people are going to be like, um, like, <laughs> 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 and um, then the psychologist was telling, um, like, setting boundaries is like putting a baby cake. Yes. So at the beginning, babies are going to cry because they can't uh, go, go out. Uh, yeah, they can go out to the other room or something like that and they're gonna be yeah crying and everything and throwing a, a tantrum and, and stuff like that but at the end they're gonna be um they're gonna get used to it right so exactly. they're not gonna be crying anymore <laughs> but yeah it was really interesting hearing about that that's yeah and um some of the things that prevent us from being assertive is uh the stress barrier when you're stressed you tend to uh not be assertive you don't think straight and then another one is the social barrier like if you used to be a certain way and you're trying to develop assertiveness in your life people will be like what's wrong with you what's changing and because people strive for consistency so and initially they can think like oh i did something wrong and that's why they are acting this way But I think that part of being assertive is that you have the confidence to tell them, hey, it's nothing related to you. Uh, it's, it's more about me working on my level of assertiveness. Uh, you're inviting me to things that I, I really don't like or I don't want to do it. So that's why I'm saying no or that's why I'm setting my boundaries. So there's the social barrier. The other one is the belief barrier. And that one is, um, is related more about um, things that we believe. Like, if, for example, in the past, you used to see someone uh, as a role model and you never confront them and you never develop your assertiveness in front of them, um, speaking up for yourself in something that they did wrong. And then years pass, everything's fine and you're at work and someone at work reflects some characteristics that reminds you of this person. In our minds, uh, we link those two things and we are not able to uh, be assertive in front of this person at work, even though it's nothing related to what happened in the past. Our brains, it's just how it works and we don't, uh, we stop being assertive at that area. And another thing is um, we can be, we can develop assertiveness in specific areas like work and have low assertiveness in our personal life or in other areas. The good thing is that you can uh, start working on developing assertiveness across your personal life. 
in all different areas. And if you're really strong in one, there are ways that you can uh, move or you can transport that assertiveness to the other area. Uh, another thing is that uh, you might be afraid of rejection, of sharing your fields or how or what you want or what you need. And yeah, that can prevent you f from being assertive. And the last one is you might need some external validation from people and you want to be likable. You start to act like a chameleon and instead of like expressing what you truly mean, um, you go by by whatever uh, the other person likes. And, and there's a saying that I want to talk about here is uh, say what you mean and me what you say without being mean. Here's a good example where you um, actually can uh, show assertiveness by following that. Mm -hmm. And following with that, um, we found out that Simon Black from the University of Kent, he designed a, a model for of assertiveness for purposeful conservation. And how it is like the image, uh, you can imagine it like this. It's a circle and it's divided in two and then uh, the, the top side and the bottom side. And those two are divided again in two. So on the top side, it's communicating uh, effectively effectively and in a healthy way and you have the assertive and responsive sides and there's different levels of assertiveness and responsive and responsiveness and like for example the lowest um lowest level of assertiveness is like giving information you're communicating something and you're just giving your information and the highest level of assertiveness is um, persuading someone with what you know Um, you're not imposing what you think, you're right, but yes. you're, yeah, you are pe persuading them, right? And the other one is the responsive, um, being responsive, and the lowest level is like asking questions. So um, you're involved in what you're trying to, um, in the discussion that you're having, right? And the other one is uh, the, the highest level of responsiveness is modify, maybe modifying what you're saying, right or something like that and yeah it shows like you're trying to have a discussion with the other person and in this case if you look at this um both parties win so um they're communicating effectively and yeah not not you're not imposing and like your ideas on the other person <laughs> then yeah. and to add to that like assertive level one is giving information is just showing your evidence what do you think about that topic And number like once you start developing that assertiveness and you have you have a higher value of assertiveness, you pursue now you have the information, you have the evidence, and you try to convince or to uh, sell your ideas, sell mm -hmm. uh, with the evidence that you have. And the other side, um, ask questions just like, "Oh, I don't know about that. Let me see. I want to get more more uh, evidence that what you're saying is true. What you're saying is right. To follow that." And it's not saying like, no, I don't want to listen to you. It's just like, okay, I have my doubts, but I want to know more. Um, and then on the higher level of responsiveness is modified. Hey, yes, your idea is right. But after getting more information from you, I think that we can modify your idea, adding my inputs and everyone mm -hmm. wins. It's a win-win situation. Yeah, exactly. And um then there's the other side, there's the unhealthy side. 
of communication and it can turn out into aggressiveness or passiveness. And in this case, um, well, aggressiveness, um, there's, again, different levels of um, aggressiveness. And the lowest one is to start patronizing the other people. Like you start to look down at them. And then uh, one of the highest levels is sarcasm. You start being sarcastic in your comments. And, well, sarcas sarcasm can be, like, funny when you're, like, joking. But when you're when someone is giving you information, you start trying to be sarcastic with what they're saying. Um, yeah, it's not nice. It's mean. Yes. <laughs> and the and the highest level of aggressiveness is being dismissive. Like you're not taking into consideration anyone's opinion about a topic that you're discussing. And yeah, that's unhealthy communication. And both like in this part, you can think about like. Um, you win and the other party loses, right? And um, and at the end, both parties lose because if you don't have a, an effective communication, no no one's going to be like winning in that discussion. Then the other side is being passive. And there's also different levels of communication. And the first one is that you accommodate, like um, Kimberly was saying, you start being a chameleon and you just go with the flow. You don't even have like a, a voice. Yeah, a voice on that, on whatever you're discussing on. And you're just like, yeah, yeah, whatever you choose or something like that. And then um, the next level, um, on the, like going higher on the levels of passiveness, um, it's putting yourself down. You're You start thinking that everybody's, you start thinking that everybody's above you and then the highest level of passiveness is just you run away you don't even want to have a discussion and yeah so these were the unhealthy ways the unhealthy ways of communication yeah um simon black was saying that this is the um the assertiveness enables you to access a range of behaviors in the green win-win areas of behavior to influence others so now that we talk about these examples and um, what a healthy level of being assertive and communicating effectively is and the unhealthy side, we're going to give you some tips that are going to help you develop uh, or improve your level of assertiveness in different areas in your life. And the first one that I want to say is know what you want. Once you have very well-defined um, wants, needs, feelings, and beliefs it's going to be really hard for someone to come and talk you talk you out of that um, and when you get really in touch with your needs you're gonna defend them and you're gonna have that voice that is gonna help you um, yeah share those to the people around you and the second um, the second tip that I have is know how where and when you ch choose to come in um, and that's going to be more important than how, how you're going to make that comment. Um, and go, that's going to make you feel more confident about what you're saying. And when you ask for the request, you're going to be more confident. So going back to the example about asking for a raise, you are not going to ask for a raise when um, you have a review and it went really bad. So that's not the specific moment. That's not good because... Uh, you're not going to have a very good outcome. But if you know that you just came out of a really good meeting and you have a really good conversation with your manager about your performance, 
that's the specific time that you know that it's gonna have a better outcome. You're you're gonna feel more confident because you have the evidence to show what you're requesting that. Um, then the next one is become more flexible with your request. Um, have some flexibility. Don't be too square on what you're asking. Um, going back to the same example, let's say that you have the meeting with your manager. You share uh, your want. In this case is, I want to raise. And one of the things that I can say is be specific with your request. Share exactly what you want so you don't have high expectations. And then when reality comes, you are like, oh, I was not expecting this. I, wa I wanted something different. Um, that's a problem that uh, women tend to have. We have higher expectations <laughs> uh, and we don't communicate those. Um, so yes, be specific. I want to raise by this amount of money. And then you you wait until the right moment, have the conversation with your manager, everything goes well. And then they say, hey, but you know what? Um, we are not having raises this year because COVID happened and blah, blah, blah. And then you become to be more flexible with your request um, and say well but what about for next year um, could you consider me for that you're becoming flexible about that and if they say yes that's gonna be yeah we can do that okay and then once you're specific about the quantity the, um, the amount of money that you want they are gonna say hey you know what that's not possible and then uh, or yeah we cannot meet that and then they are, you just start to uh, work with them to find something that it's a win and a win i win for you and i win for the company yeah and the last thing that can help you um on being assertive is having allies and the way that you can um you can get that is um we were watching a youtube video um it was a ted talk with adam Galinsky, Galinsky. I, I think it was, yeah, Galinsky, and he was saying some of the tips is like for the for, for example the, the first one is perspective perspective taking. That's how you advocate for yourself, and the way that you do this is um try to think um how the other person um is thinking. Uh, so he was saying that this the problem with this one is like this is a little bit hard to do. And um, he was saying, when I take your perspective and I think about what you really want, you're more likely to give me what I really want. And the example that he gave, it was, um, so a guy goes to a bank and he tries to rob the bank and he goes to the, uh, to the woman, like, like the cashier or the teller. She was like, uh, he was like, give me $2,000. And well, that was a dangerous situation, but she used this the perspective taken and she ever she realized like why two thousand dollars i mean he's being too specific about the money yeah he, he was yeah he was being too specific and so she asked him why two thousand dollars and he was like it's because if i don't give two thousand dollars to my friend he's um he's gonna be addicted and something like that and she was like oh then you don't need uh to rob the bank you need a loan <laughs> <laughs> so um with this um He, she used her assertiveness and it helped her to get out of a dangerous situation mm -hmm. and um, both parties win like um, both parties won right yes. uh, so he got the money that he needed and she got out of that cert uh, 
situation. Yeah, dangerous situation. And then the next one is um, the mama bear effect. And that's uh, like, for example, I was talking about the Harry Potter, like he didn't stood up for himself. But then when he saw that um, his friends were being bullied, he was the first one to speak up for them. So that's how he found his voice. And maybe that's one of the easiest ways that um, you can find your voice, like trying to defend someone that you really, really love, right? Um, like you don't want anyone to touch them or to say mean things to them. So um, that's one of the things. Um, he was saying that Hannah Riley Bowles and Emily Amanatula, uh, they discovered that um, this one, this was a specific situation where women get the same outcomes as men and were just ambitious. And um, it, it was when they advocate for others. Then the next one to um, to have power in uh, like to have the power having allies is when you have supporting evidence. And um, we were saying that maybe the other person has a lot of knowledge in certain topic, or um, they are older than you, and maybe uh, yeah, they more years of experience. experience. Yeah, more experience than you, but. Um, in a certain topic maybe you don't agree with what they're saying but you have the evidence like you're showing that if you show them like hey I have this and what you're saying maybe it's not um, it's yeah it's not right but here's mm -hmm. the evidence like here's the hard evidence that um, what I'm saying is um, the right thing maybe yeah and the other one is um, like humble humble yourself and ask for advice Um, if you don't know something, you can go to someone that's wiser than you, that has more knowledge than you, and ask for their advice. And um, I think uh, Kimberly was talking about um, vulnerability, how vulner vulnerability opens a lot of doors. So yes. um, if you get vulnerable to other people and ask for advice, you're certainly going to get it. I mean, um, just... What Kimberly always tells me is like, you already have to know, right? If exactly. They, yeah, you already have to know. So just go ahead and maybe you can get the gist. You don't even know. It. Yeah, exactly. Um, now we're going to talk about some um, book recommendations um, that will help you develop uh, your assertiveness. And the first one is um, The Six Pillars Also of Self-Esteem by Nathaniel Brandon and this book um, it's specifically to grow your self-esteem and one of the pillars for self-esteem self is assertiveness that's the fourth pillar and he has a whole chapter about assertiveness and what I like about this book is that uh, at the end of his chapter it gives you some like homework or some exercises that you can use during your um, during your week to work on a specific on that specific pillar and he has a really good exercise for self-assertiveness that I used so uh, I highly recommend that book the next one is how to influence people and win friends uh, by Dale Carnegie I think we have recommended this book before it's super easy to read so good and um, Dulce was talking about pers 
perspective taking. And specifically, this book touches a lot of those points on how you can identify what the other person wants and help and take that as something that can help you get what you want. So everyone wins and it's a good um, relationship. You build those relationships good. Um, the next two is for the same author, Richard Hollings. I love her. Uh, and the first one is Wash Your Face. And this one, it's a book where each chapter, it's a lie that we sometimes as women tell to ourselves and say like, hey, I'm not good at this or this and that. And she talks about how to overcome that and develop that self-confidence and, self and that self-assertiveness and how to speak up in those situations. Uh, the other one is Girl, Stop Apologizing. I have that book. I have not read it, but I heard that it's so good. And it talks about how um, women sometimes uh, tend to like apologize for everything. And that makes us uh, see ourselves as less than of the other persons. And so, yeah, this book helps you uh, overcome that and stop apologizing for things that you don't need to apologize yourself for. And then the other thing that we want to recommend you is to watch that episode, like that TED Talk with Adam Galinsky, and it's called How to Speak Up for Yourself. It's really, really good, and he has a lot of tools that uh, can help you with this, with assertiveness. Also, the other one um, that we want to... Um, there's a, a, a blog, a website, um, uh, it's called How to Be More Assertive Without Being a Jerk. And it was written by Kyle Ingham, and he gives also a lot of um, tips on how to be assertive. And yeah, you can you can use those tools to um, get more information about this. Yeah, and we want to conclude by saying what assertiveness requires. And number one, it requires confidence, being confident about what you're gonna say and about your wants, beliefs, and needs. Um, to share those out um, to people around you. Then the next one is emotional control or emotional intelligence, however you uh, know this concept. Um, this is one of the next concepts that we are going to be talking about in our podcast, so stay tuned. It's a really good uh, thing, which basically means uh, learning how to, uh, how to control or how to uh, modulate your emotions under certain situations and how you react to... Um, to these situations once you modulate your emotions. Uh, then the last one is uh, having effective verbal and nonverbal communication skills. Um, I think sometimes we focus too much on the verbal, but nonverbal speaks a lot as well. Uh, so yeah, learning how to communicate in this type of communicate in, the, in these two types of communication is good. Uh, and then being assertive will help you. Um, be open to express your wishes, thoughts, feelings, and let others do the same around you. It would also help you listen to the view of others, uh, accept responsibility, responsibility and delegate to others. Acknowledging that you cannot control other people's behaviors, but you can control how you, be, you react to them. And that's under emotional intelligence, guys. Um, Lastly, we want to touch in um, the rules for the giveaway. We're going to be giving away a shirt uh, with the definition of being an engineer. Um, so the three rules are you have to follow us on Instagram, uh, like our last three posts, 
and leave a comment tagging two friends and make sure they follow us as well. Um, we're going to be uh, posting a picture with the shirt that we want to give away and you leave your comment in that post specifically. So our Instagram is the only woman at the table. And also if you want to send us an email with your questions or suggestions, um, you can send us an email to the only woman at the table at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you.